0: Now, last week, um, Helen was speaking. Who who heard Helen speak last week? Fabulous. Quite a lot of people. If not, check it out on the web um, and go back to it because it was a very good talk. And she um, encouraged us um, to let the truth of the resurrection to sink into our soul. And she encouraged us to recommit our relationship with Jesus Christ. And today, my challenge will be, um, will you let this message burn within you and inspire the rest of your life? but we'll go back to the start on this story. So as we see, the disciples are walking along, and it says they stood still, their faces downcast. This resurrection path is tough. Imagine their conversation before Jesus appears. They're totally miserable. Everything that they've been working for, everything they've been living for, for all these years, was just gone. He was dead. And it's really interesting that if you look at the text, Um, When they talk about him, they say he was a prophet. They hadn't realized that he is resurrected. They didn't know. The truth hadn't struck them yet. He was a prophet. You know, we had hoped, they say. We had hoped. They put their hope in Jesus and they had hoped, but now it was all gone. Everything had disappeared. Nothing. And I wonder in our lives, Are there sometimes things that we had hoped might happen? How often do we feel like this? I had hoped that I would meet someone, or I had hoped that uh, my children would grow up to be doctors and lawyers, but they're not. You know, I had hoped. I had hoped that I'd be able to maintain a good relationship with my parents into old age. I had hoped, and we have these hopes and our dreams for our lives. And so often they come to nothing. And we think, I had hopes And we feel disappointed. We have high hopes of relationships. We have high hopes of events. Perhaps, you know, it was an event that you were looking forward to and something let you down and disappointed you. We have hopes, don't we? We had hoped. And then, to make it even worse, they say, in addition to this, we had these hopes and our hopes were dashed. But in addition, these women, they saw a vision of angels. You know, when you're talking about something disappointing that's happened to you in your life and then, you know, you've got that, the lovely person you're sitting with and they were like, well, that wasn't my experience of that at all. I had a lovely time. You know, parenting's been a great journey for me. You know, I love being single or whatever it is that the person is talking about, you know. They say, oh, yeah, things have just got better and better in my life and you think, you've had a vision of angels and I'm left here downcast, disappointed, you know, things haven't gone the way that I had hoped. You know, I've trusted Jesus and things haven't gone for me. And there's these other people over here who've seen visions of angels. You know, again, more disappointment. And it says, uh, then some of our companions went to the tomb and they found it, just as the women had said, that they did not see Jesus. Isn't that the most disappointing part of all? They did not see Jesus. So these two people are walking along on this road, downcast, despondent. Things that they'd hoped would, would happen didn't, and it's things that happened to other people that haven't happened to them, and they can't quite believe it because they haven't seen it with their own eyes, and they haven't seen Jesus. And Jesus said to them lovingly, in fact, I think Carl got this beautifully the way he, he read it. How foolish you are and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Jesus says to them, you've missed the plot. You've missed it. This is not, this is not what was meant to happen. No, this is not the end. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. In my Bible, I've written, moment of change. Jesus starts to unpack the scriptures to them. He starts to talk about the word of God. This is the moment of change. So they're at are very low, they're at depressed, they're feeling completely hopeless, and the moment of change comes when Jesus starts to tell them what the scriptures say. And it's, just, just going back a second very interesting that Jesus, when, when Jesus meets them, he says, what are you discussing together as you walk along? He knows. You know, Jesus knows exactly what they're talking about. He doesn't need, you know, he doesn't need to ask them, but he does. There's two interesting points about that that I think we can learn. First of all, Jesus is interested Even if we said the same thing to him 500 times before in our prayers, please, God, could you, you know, please, Jesus, could you help me with this? He still says, what are you discussing? No, what's the problem? How can I help you? And he listens to everything they have to say. And, of course, they're talking a load of poppycock. Jesus isn't dead. You know, Jesus is dead. He's gone. He was this. He was that. And he doesn't step in and go, huh, at that point. You know, he doesn't step in. He lets them say everything that they wanted to say. And it's the same when we approach him with our prayers, with our problems, with our lives. He lets us say what we want to say. You know, he doesn't step in and go, well, you just, you know, (laughs) I can't believe you thought that. You know, he he lets us speak. And how much do we do that to other people, I wonder? You know, how much do we let them say before we interrupt them and go, oh, no, 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 don't worry about that. It's fine. It will all be fine in the end, you know. And somebody's trying to tell us and share their heart and you know how much do we actually sit and let them bring everything out it's just a little challenge challenge to me anyway we'll go back to um to verse 28 and they go and um, they approach the village where they were going and jesus continued as if he was going on further jesus has a bit more to do than they do obviously <laughs> but they urged him strongly stay with us please stay with us How many times have you said that? Jesus, please stay with me. Be with me. I need you. So he went in to stay with them. He doesn't leave us. He's never going to leave us. The Bible tells us he will never leave or forsake us. He stays. And when he was at the table with them, he gave thanks. He took bread, he gave thanks, and broke it. He doesn't leave them at their time of need and he gives thanks to God in everything that's going on he's giving thanks to God and it's interesting it's that moment isn't it that they recognize him it's that moment they see him break bread and their eyes are opened and they recognize what he's, uh, what he, who he is and he's and they say to each other and then jesus disappears now we don't know anything about this i've looked in the commentaries to find out you know does he literally just physically disappear like that does he walk off you know what what happens we don't really know it just says jesus disappears so maybe he kind of you know floated off somewhere but they were so passionate about him and they realized they said you know they, their eyes were open they recognised him and they said were not our hearts burning within us when he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures just for one second perhaps think on your own or buzz with somebody next to you when was the last time your heart burnt with passion about something have a think. person next to you just all think when was the last time your heart burnt with passion about something when, when you were having a conversation and you got all excited you got all passionate about something would anybody like to share uh, anything that makes their heart burn with passion they get excited about? Oh, Sally. When I found out on Easter Sunday that I'm going to be a granny. Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah, give her a clap. Go on. And, oh, and Andrew's going to be a granddad as well. He wants you to know. I know. No, nothing to do with babies. Um, just, just I get really excited about um, what are carers in the business that I run, do with our clients, that really moves me Anybody else want to share something that makes their heart burn with passion? Ravi um, Me and Snow were reading sermons yesterday and taking notes at the same time and <laughs> it's really exciting You were reading what? Sermons. sermons? Cool Doing a bit of extra homework there Go to the top of the class, fabulous Yeah, I was talking with Richard Do you mind if I say what? No, Richard said he gets very excited about um, seeing people in poverty, their lives being transformed and things happening. And I think there are some things in life like are, that are really important, having babies or falling in love, those kind of things. And those are the things that make our hearts burn with passion, isn't it? There's, it's not like, oh, look, i got a new pair of shoes. You know, that doesn't make me go, oh, you know. Like the best conversations are not about the, you know, the new pair of shoes that I got or anything like that. You know, the, the passion that I have are things that really have changed my life you know and 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 I think you know when they say we're not our hearts burning with passion um, I want to challenge us all do you love Jesus with a passion that you once felt have we perhaps let our passion die down a little bit recently perhaps you never did feel passion about God perhaps you never have felt your heart burning But this is the time to seek him out. Just encouraging you from what um, Helen said as well. This is the time. We've got now till Pentecost, a wonderful time, post-Easter. This is the time to seek him out. We've got the fantastic Bible course coming up again that's starting in a couple of weeks if if people would like to know more about the Bible. Um, We've got uh, opportunities in September uh, to start Alpha again. Um, there's all sorts of things going on. If you'd like to join a home group, we have home groups as well. Or perhaps you'd like to speak to me or Richard about trying to get a Bible reading plan that would really help you. Or maybe we can meet up with you one-to-one and pray with you and read the scriptures with you. This is the kind of things that we love to do. And there's other people around who would love to do that too. We really want to encourage you to grow in your faith. That's what we're here for. And that's what the collar's about, you know. Um, So the question is, are you prepared to seek Jesus out with your life? Are you prepared to to look for him? He wants to walk alongside you. And the interesting thing here at the end of the the passage we see, they got up, returned to Jerusalem, and there they found the 11. And they said, it's true, the Lord has risen. And they told of what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them. They they started off really downcast, really depressed, really miserable. Then they met with Jesus. He shared the word of God with them. He shared the scriptures with them. They recognized him for who he was and it lifted them and they became evangelists by the end. But they weren't evangelists at the beginning. They did tell him what was going on, but it was a bit of a depressing tale, wasn't it? All our hopes and dreams have been dashed and we've had a terrible time and we thought things were going to be great, but now they're not. But by the end, they're excited. It is true. The Lord has risen. It is true. The Lord has risen. So let's just pray together now. I've set some challenges before you and I'm going to just pray and we'll give it just a minute or two of quiet to think about the things that the Lord might have been speaking to you. Lord Jesus, I pray for those people today who are feeling despondent and they're feeling hopeless about things. Lord, I pray for those people that you would be with them, that you will show them in your scriptures that you love them you think that they are really important Lord Jesus I pray that you would take us from despondency to hope that we would find you and that we would burn with our hearts full of passion for you I pray that we wouldn't just this just wouldn't be a sermon that we hear that this would be an encouragement a trumpet call, a battle cry Lord we want to chase you Please help us to chase you and find you so that you can lift our despondency into hope and that we can share this hope with others and the rest of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.